Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're going to review the film Blue Beetle. And this film stars. Um, I think you've seen these names and uh, pretty tough. So <laughs> don't George really want <laughs> Yeah, George Lopez. Um, that's probably the easiest one. Rudy as Rudy Reyes. Um, Bruna Marquezine as Jenny Cord. Um, Damien Alcazar as Alberto Reyes Um, Adrian Barraza as Nana Reyes Uh, Victoria Cord as Susan Sarandon and the main character (laughs) he has the hardest name but the character's name is yeah Jaime Reyes that's the yes. character's name. <laughs> uh, Belissa es- Escobedo as Milagro Reyes. I don't know if they ever said that. Mm. I don't remember them saying her name. But that's his sister in the film. Yeah, maybe once. But this film was about Jaime Reyes suddenly finds himself in possession of an ancient relic of alien biotechnology called the Scarab. When the Scarab chooses Jaime to be its symbolic host, he's bestowed with an incredible suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero Blue Beetle. So what did you get from the film Blue Beetle? So I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would as much as I did. Um, in some ways, it's a lot of movie tropes, a lot of cliches and things we've seen from superhero movies as well. Um, but I thought the way the family was filmed in this really made it, I was like touched, you know, and I'm not even attached to this character, but I was actually like invested Um in it, I think at the beginning it felt a little bit slow to me, um, but and it gave off. It, it had lots of similarities to things like Spider Man, Iron Man, uh, Venom, uh, lots of superhero things um, were, were 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 similar. But um, what it did different was just really focus on the character and his family in a way that we haven't really seen. I think the only movie I can think of that focus on family this much to superhero movie would be um, Black Panther and how the family really makes a part of the story. So I thought it was good. I thought George Lopez was hilarious. I think he did it just enough. Um, he was never too much. Um, so I'm glad his character was involved. Um, but I actually, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I really did enjoy this. This was actually one of the superhero films from DC that I wanted that, you know, we talked about it a while ago. I think that's when we first started the podcast. This was one of the films or the one of the characters that I wanted to see on the big screen. And um, 
I really did enjoy this. I think they did a pretty good job with this. Um, I do like the main character or the guy playing the main character. Mm-hmm. I'm sad to say that. Don't know how to say his name, <laughs> but um, I've seen him in um, kind of like the uh, follow-up series of the Karate Kid called Cobra Kai. Have you seen that That's or right. heard about it? Yeah, I've not watched it, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, sometimes it kind of teeters on that more adult side <laughs> on what they do in that show, but um, mm, mm. it's pretty good. And he's one of the main characters in there. Um, and I think he does a pretty good job here, along with all of the rest of the cast. And they do focus mm-hmm. on a lot of family. And you mentioned like Black Panther. I think of also um, Shazam. I think it's really oh, similar to yes. that with yes. the with the whole emphasis on family um, mm-hmm. and sticking together because um, they were all in it together. <laughs> like if one of them succeeded, they all succeeded. Right. Um, but yeah, George Lopez definitely does one of his best acting performances. Um, he kind of reminded me of, now this might be a little far-fetched, but kind of like an undercover brother, um, conspiracy brother. Dave Chappelle. Okay. I can, <laughs> yes, he was definitely on that. You know, every little other line was either watching or listening. So that balloon out. Um, and it, it, at first, I thought it was going to be a little cheesy, but I actually did enjoy his character the more it went on. Now, were there some things or like this is ridiculous? Like, how do they not use this technology? How how does how did the, how do they know how to fly uh, a uniquely made spaceship? they've never seen before oh, there's some stuff like that this makes no sense um but i'll allow it because i enjoyed these characters yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it and um it definitely looks like they're gonna make another one based on how it ended mm-hmm. but based on the box office it's not doing very well oh i didn't realize that um well, I guess before we really dive into the movie, it's only made one hundred and twenty-six million dollars, mm-hmm. and they spent one hundred and four million dollars to make it. So, um, that's that's very low. Interesting. I wonder. What do you think? What do you think is the reason? Um, it's it's rated pretty high. Yeah, especially for DC. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Very high, top tier. <laughs> Justice League levels of success here. <laughs> um, I think from what I heard just here and there, some people were turned off by George Lopez's comment about Batman being a fascist. I'm not sure if that was the whole thing, but... Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's literally one line. Yeah. Uh, that was in the trailer, but that's probably not the whole thing. I think it's just been on it's it's been on with a lot of blockbusters this year. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell what's really going to take off this year. There hasn't been a lot of huge movies that have made a lot of money. There's been so many box office bombs this year. Mm-hmm. So True. I don't know if it's just audiences just picking and choosing what to really grab onto because, you know, Barbie and 
Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, those took off. The Mario movie took off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say, do you remember the Green Hornet? Yeah, that's with um, Seth Rogen and I don't know the other yes. guy's name. <laughs> um, I did feel like at some point I was watching that movie. Because <laughs> there was some there were so many things that were not original. It could come off like if Spider-Man is McDonald's, Blue Beetle is Burger King. You know? Like it's good, but is it good because it's its own thing? Or is it good because it's very similar to other things that we already know is good? I think it's good because it does add on its own little flavor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Hispanic community is, is mm-hmm. heavy in this film. And then, you know, it's, I don't think it's something that you haven't seen before, but I feel like they do it in a way where it's enjoyable. Like it's not breaking any ground, but mm-hmm. it still all looks really good. So, yeah. um, um, just another failure for DC. And that's unfortunate, especially in this case. I, I did like this. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, and, you know, I hope the sequel comes out. I hope, you know, whatever's going on with DC and James Gunn. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not a fan. I, I've been so tired of James Gunn. Not that his work is bad, but I'm tired of people debating if a movie or a franchise is good based on the names kevin feige james gunn like i almost wish we could get back to movies just being about the movie you know forget and this is terrible because i love so much of marvel maybe it's just i want marvel to do it and no one else but the whole connect universe stuff and does it line up and the timelines and the actors and the reboots? I'm, I'm tired of all that part of these kinds of movies. And I feel like maybe in some ways that's why it's hard for some to get in, get into this because they're just like, there's too much history. There's too much. I just can't enjoy it as a movie. Maybe that's people aren't going to see it. I don't know. Well, I think probably, I think DC fans more than anything they are turned off by all the stuff that has been going on, the misdirection, um, mm. the flops. I mean, the flash that turned off a whole bunch of people, the mm-hmm. the actor acting out outside of the movie, um, the movie not looking good at all with the CGI Shazam didn't really do as well. Um, right. Black Adam. I mean, so many failures. Yeah. And I mean, Aquaman, it it might make a lot of money. I don't know, but I don't know. based on I what we've the, seen recently. The, yeah, I really don't. I, I saw the ad or the uh, trailer for it. I don't know if you watched that yet. Yeah, I actually um, did enjoy watching that, though. I don't look, even know. It looked pretty I colorful. It. I was like, it was. <laughs> it wasn't dark, which was nice. I like the way it um, looks. But I was like, do I even care about this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm really having a hard time. I don't think uh, I really care that much about it, but I still do want to see it. Yeah. Because I think Almost like I feel like him being Aquaman was a gimmick that I'm already tired of. <laughs> That's weird, you know? Well, he's kind of 
like a typecast type of actor. Yeah. He's always yeah. been rough and ragged and just out there. So I feel like he was supposed to be DC's Chris Hemsworth Thor, but uh, even Thor has changed over the movies, but I feel like Aquaman is just going to, I don't know, be more civil as a ruler, but I don't know if Jason Momoa has the range. He's kind of getting up there in age, so I don't know how long they want to hold on to him. That's also true. So, um, but we can definitely discuss more of that once we get into the Mm -hmm. film. But, um, you know, we have uh, Jaime Reyes. He is just coming back from college. Um, You know, his family put everything into him. You know, he did well. He just graduated. His family is waiting on him. They're congratulating him. But they haven't told him about what's been going on at home. You know, he he has his sister, both of his parents, his uncle, which is uh, George George Lopez, and then his grandmother. Um, But, you know, they've been struggling. They're about to lose the house. Um, They don't have enough money. And also Mm -hmm. his father had a recent heart attack. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they're struggling. And he's like, oh, why didn't you was tell me he, anything? Was he the grandfather in Spy Kids? <laughs> he can't be, right? Like, they can't be. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna it, look it up. Is it Damien? <laughs> right, Let me see. That, that's him. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's two cats. I'm sorry, I was so off topic, but I forgot about that. That he reminded me so much of him. <laughs> Uh, oh no, that's not him. That's not him. No, he's no. Oh okay. no, that that guy's a legend. <laughs> and he's and he two thousand nine. How old is Spy Kids? Spy Kids was like early two thousands, I think. He's <laughs> like it was yesterday. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, they're they're struggling, uh, but they say they're going to get through it. At least the father feels conf- confident about it. Because really, they're at this restaurant trying to celebrate. And he's like, you know, don't worry about it. We'll worry about that later. And then he tips the waiter 25% of what the bill is. Yeah. <laughs> and the mother, <laughs> the mother's like, what are you going to say? high roller. She's like, we broke. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, we'll worry about it later. Uh no, we ain't gonna have a house to go back to. You spend right. money like this, <laughs> right? But, but they're like, yeah, you know what, whatever. Um, but you know, Jaime, he has to go out there and get a a job. You know, just like any other college student who just got out of college. You know, they got their degree, and they're thinking, you know what, there gotta be a job out there for me somewhere, and there is. It's just not the one that you're looking for. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, it's that um, cycle of needing experience to get the job, but never getting the job to get experience. Um, so his sister got him a job working as a servant at this um, company, which is run by uh, the Cord family. And the main lady is Victoria Cord. Now. Is she Hispanic? Because I was like, 
Huh? I I mean, now when I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I've been on, I've been trying to look it up as you've been talking because I knew it was going to come up. And British. I, I cannot. <laughs> Is she really? I know she got a British award, but. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. That was that was a shock to me. I was like, I could see it. I mean, she could be Hispanic and and just be of European descent. But I was when she said aunt, I was like, well, she married in. But then she said brother, and I was like, oh, <laughs> huh. yeah. They never explain that relation. Oh, I guess outside of just saying brother, but it still doesn't. Y'all got the same together. lady. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, or same mother. I don't know. Different mother. But um, yeah, so she's pretty much running that company. And they have this uh biotechnology that they're running called, I think, OMAC, where it's it's very similar to what um Tony wanted to build from Iron Man with Ultron. Um you know, build a suit of armor to protect everybody around the world. Um, but really, she just wanted to have an upper hand on um, the, I guess, technology so she can make a whole bunch of more money um, mm-hmm. and build weapons. But um, what she needs is this ancient technology, which is called the Scarab, as the source to make this... Um, technology really work uh mm-hmm. and you know she's discussing all that stuff and she has a niece um the niece of her brother her name is jenny cord and she's pretty upset she's like you know this company isn't about making weapons my father he didn't want anything to do with this and she's like oh you know your father's not here so we're building she, weapons. they also never explained what the positive things he was doing was not like he was just pretending to be Batman, but he was broke. So he was using the the, the company's money, right? What was um, what was the humanitarian efforts that he was actually a part of? That was never said. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it did seem like Iron Man, like where um, this lady is like uh, what's the guy's name? The bald head from Iron Man. The first Iron Man film, the mm-hmm, one to get his mm-hmm. armor. <laughs> yep, and the guy that she uses to fight for him is in the same kind of situation. The copycat suit is not as good. Yeah, um, like what Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> I want is, my book. <laughs> uh, you remember that scene where um, they were going with the uh, the race car. And then yep. he <laughs> he had the whiplash or, or the, the whips and he tore up Tony's car and then, you know, mm-hmm. they had a little fight or whatever. And then he got dragged. During that oh. scene, I definitely thought that his leg was gone, but his leg was just bent. I don't know if you remember that scene, like after he was <laughs> already taken away. <laughs> Let's go back and look at that scene. Mm. But um, yeah. Pretty much the machine guy, the test subject, um, Conrad Carapix. Uh, he is like Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jaime, you know, 
him and his sister, they get this job at that company where they're all discussing all that stuff in the background. Um, and his sister just <laughs> wants to take a dump in, I guess, <laughs> the uh, higher-ups bathroom. Right, and, uh, nothing. No. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, just watch out. Watch out for me. So, um, you know, if anybody comes, just tell me. You know, she takes her dump. And <laughs> he's waiting outside the room. He overhears them having that discussion. And for some reason, I guess he thinks, hey, don't talk to her that way. <laughs> and he's like, uh, who are you? <laughs> he's just a random guy. I don't know why he would say that. It's not like she was beating him up or he, she was beating her niece up or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what's her name? Um, Victoria Court. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, handsome. Um, yeah, you you're going to need to find another job. And, uh, you know, of course, he's sad because of that. And his sister just came out the bathroom after taking her dump. (laughs) He's like, oh, man, you just screwed me out of a job. Even though they probably don't make that much money anyway. That's one thing. He's like, I just made out of college and take out a whole family. I was like, so this is where we get unrealistic from the beginning. You're not taking care of nobody's family. Just get graduated from college. Um, no, not with a bachelor's degree in pre-law, and you're not in law school. <laughs> I forgot what he history. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he was in, in high school. No, he graduated college with a pre-law degree. No, no, but I'm saying he can teach in high school. He's not teaching in college. I mean, he had to, he had to get a uh, a certificate on top of his degree. <laughs> yeah, he because probably... he can't do anything pre-law. No. Um, so go to law school and he didn't want to do that. I think he had talked about graduate school, but he hadn't applied. He said, yeah, I didn't think his family could afford it. Uh, that's why you take out the loans. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Government uh, will take it off one day, one way or another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was thinking that he's going to be able to take care of his family after getting his degree, but no, um, he got the same job as his sister, but then they they quickly got fired. Um, Jenny Cord, the niece, storms out of there, um, and she says, "You know what? Give me your phone. I'll have a job for you. Just come by our office tomorrow." And of course, he's starstruck. You know, he likes her. You know, because how she looks, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he's thinking about her all day, or whatever doesn't want to kind of be like a, a simp, you know, doing the first text right away. Right. <laughs> I'm like, come on, this girl's a millionaire. She reached out to you. I'd be texting as soon as I got home. Like, <laughs> hey, so about this job, whatever, what do you want to do? You know, I mean, I, I would keep it professional, you know. Ha- that, oh, yeah. I'll be professional. No, but I meant like that first Some text. <laughs> oh, yeah. The first text is, is really professional, you know. It's, right. it's almost like writing an email. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you go along, you kind of get more loose after you get the job. <laughs> right. Exactly. But... <laughs> exactly. So I would not be nervous to message. I'd be messaging and saying, what's your email address? You know, I'd be, I want details. What's, where's your office? Who I talk to when I go? Like, I need. What do I need I to need wear? This. You know, like all this stuff. Exactly. What time? Um, and then you got to follow up with, I really appreciate this opportunity. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> show you that you really want it. Exactly. <laughs> can be can be tiptoeing around this. Yeah. I mean, he was acting like he was asking her for a date or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe eventually, but I mean, got to get this job first. Exactly. You're broke. She, she don't want you. Right. Saying Aladdin. Um. But yeah, he goes over to um the the company the next day, and of course his whole family's there to support him. It's almost like um whenever you get dropped off at school, they uh giving you kisses and everything, embarrassing you. Mm-hmm. And uh he looks like he had on some kind of suit that would be for almost like a magnet school or you know, a school where you have to wear mm-hmm. a a uh, uniform, uniform. <laughs> but um, you know, he goes in there, looks professional, and the lady at the front desk, she says his name wrong, even though he told her yeah, they, how to Jamie. say it. I mean, I can understand. Okay, I would I, okay, you need, hold, you, girl, you need to calm down. <laughs> I could okay. understand if she saw it like written down, but mm-hmm. that sounds nothing like what he said. No, no. <laughs> So they were laying it on thick. I mean, I mean, I know it does happen. They wanted to put that in there, I'm sure, you know, to make it really authentic in that in this Latino, you know,ness. But um, I was like, okay, that's that's being ridiculous. There, there, there is accidental racism, and there's just full blown. That's not a microaggression. Like you are choosing <laughs> to say his name wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it was ridiculous, and um, I'm. I'm trying to remember if she actually came out at some point or not. Um, but pretty no, much she was uh sneaking around. Yes, that's what happened. So yeah, she was sneaking around trying to um get the scarab because I guess the whole company knows about it. And um she snuck in the lab where it was, put it in some kind of food box, you know, like I don't know, like a Bojangles mm-hmm. type of thing, one of those kind of right. boxes. <laughs> And then was sneaking around, saw him just um, by coincidence and just gave it to him. It's like, you would do anything for a job, right? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, anything. Take this, run away, don't turn back. <laughs> Is the bomb? Like, I <laughs> no, opened that box. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, and he does it. Opens it up. Yet, man. Yeah. This is, this, this is not an internship. Like, come on now. um but she's basically just using him to get what she wants at this point and um he goes home uh tells them what happens and he's like oh she gave you this box let's open it so they end up opening it they pass it around the scarab which is a you know a blue beetle a metallic blue beetle and uh it eventually attaches to jaime and it starts to take over his body. And it looks pretty painful, or at least mm-hmm. his reaction did. Um, and he just transforms into the blue beetle. And it like attaches in his back. And it mm-hmm. it really looked like one of those suits, like one of those Spider-Man suits, like the one from Infinity War, that suit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. with a mix of Iron Man. Yeah, I could definitely see the influence. Um, and I like how they did that transition. Um, in some ways, it was kind of like Shazam, where he's just overpowered from the 
jump without knowing how to use anything. But it made sense in the context of this. Um, so I wasn't like too upset by it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this was a pretty basic origin story. And sometimes mm -hmm. I wish we could kind of jump in the middle of the story a little bit so we can get past all the, you know, origin stuff. Maybe get into one of um, the characters' famous stories or whatever. Um, but, you know, he's flying out of control. Um, he's confused. So what's going on? You know, all the usual stuff that happens when somebody first gets their powers. Um, now he just tore up the house. Not on purpose, but <laughs> <laughs> completely destroyed the house. And they don't have any money in the first place. So it's not getting fixed. Um, but you know, they're, they're trying to, um, comfort him after the fact he wakes up, he's, you know, distraught, confused. Um, and then eventually the, uh, he kind of just goes out, I guess, just lurking, maybe looking for the girl, um, Jenny ends up finding her and she's getting shot at <laughs> by, um, the people in the from the um the company on the orders of her aunt victoria so he picks her up he drives her back home for some reason they weren't able to follow them because i'm i mean i'm pretty sure he's not like a like one of those escape artists in a car right. but um you know they catch up uh, George Lopez does his conspiracy stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't trust her. He doesn't trust anybody. Doesn't trust anything. Um, but for some reason, he knows a lot about technology and how to work it. Right. He's like a basic mechanic, but he knows how to work alien tech all of a sudden. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Because um, he, he actually goes with them. Because I think this is his truck, the one that they use. Yes, yeah, it's taco. It's coma. Yeah. And um I think they they try to go back to the um the cord building and they end up running into um uh Conrad Carapix. So pretty much mm -hmm. the test subject that will be the original for um this army that she wants to build. And he pretty much has the prototype inside of him, but it's not the perfect form. It's more like a beta form. And, um, you know, he's just like a whiplash, really. Um, heavy accent. Uh, all about just killing him and getting the scarab. Not exactly holding a grudge against him because he doesn't really know him, but mm -hmm. <laughs> just wants the scarab back. Because the lady told him to do it. Um, and, you know, they have a pretty good fight back and forth. Um, and then they end up escaping, going back home again. And uh, I'm trying to remember what happened in between there. Because I know they go to uh, her father's lair at mm -hmm. some point. And that's where um, he starts doing all that technology stuff, George Lopez. Right, just to wait a few minutes, hack into the mainframe. What? You don't even know what kind of computer this is, sir. <laughs> no. 
it's all of a sudden he just knows how to work everything, how to read right. it, all these ancient hieroglyphics and stuff like that. And uh, he gives him the news that, yeah, we can remove this, but you're going to have to die. Cool. <laughs> yeah, in order for this thing to separate from you, you have to be dead. Um, and of course, Jaime, he doesn't want this thing on him, but he eventually does accept it. Um, after they have a little talk about it. And at the same time, the uh, people from the core company have been trying to track them down. And they end up going to their house, um, putting them at gunpoint, all of his family. Uh, he ends up catching up. Right, doing flashbangs. And- yeah. I guess it was for precaution just in case he was there <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't think it was exactly necessary for them the family i mean they don't have weapons or anything but um they end up tearing up the place uh, jaime comes in starts fighting back um they almost escape but the father ends up going into cardiac arrest and he ends up dying yeah it was um, an emotional scene the uncle ben moment yeah, the canon event. I guess it had to happen. <laughs> um, and at the same time, he gets captured. So as he's you know looking at looking out for his father because he sees that he's going out to cardiac arrest, they fire some kind of harpoon at him, and it uh, latches onto him and they capture him. They take him back to their lair underground. And they want to detach the scarab from his body. And they know that it will kill him. Uh, but, of course, Victoria Cord, she doesn't care. It's all about making money and mm-hmm. getting, yeah, and weapons. Um, and the other guy, he doesn't really care either. I guess he just wants to be a tool or maybe a tool for her empire or maybe the leader. I'm not sure. Um, but I think some of his memories were forgotten. Like he, he didn't, Mm -hmm. he didn't really, uh, remember what happened to him. Maybe she told him what happened to him, but he didn't really know what really happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was pretty much just a mindless worker bee. He's saying currently he was, or during the present time. Uh, in the present time. Yeah. Um, well, we find out later on that she took him away from his home, pretty much blew up his uh, mm. homeland, and then took him in and then experimented on him. Almost like Wolverine. I was thinking that as we were talking, actually. Was, <laughs> and they did, like a, they did like a quick flash of, of, um, of his life, you know, being dunked in a tank, I think are waking up from the surgery and seeing all that's happened to him. And it was similar to Wolverine. Yeah, except this guy could die easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, but before we get that little history, um, Jaime's locked up, you know, and they're trying to transfer the scarab over to um, the Conrad guy. And uh, 
most of it is transferring, but at the same time, Jaime has his almost like his uh, what do they call it um, from Black Panther? You know when they get buried in the sand. <laughs> oh, um, his purple herb moment. Um, yeah. Ah, what do they call it? Um, the he goes to the ancestral plane. Yes, the ancestral plane. Talks with his father. Um, tells him, you know, this is a gift. You should accept it. He finally accepts it. Comes one with the scarab to become the blue beetle. Breaks free. Starts fighting Conrad. Beats him up a good bit. Uh, almost kills him. And then Conrad, you know, has that little flashback. Sees what really happened to him. And then uh, sacrifices himself and pretty much ends it all while also killing um, Victoria Cord, which she did grab up her her um, niece and held her at gunpoint and said, uh, you know, why'd you betray us and all that? You know, she was trying to kill her. <laughs> um, and the niece, she has like I guess she knew how to work a lot of the weapons that her father made. Um, and he had like some kind of, I guess, bubble gum. I guess when you chew it enough, it activates and she spit it out and they were in a helicopter and it starts to, she spit it out and it starts to spread around them. And she um, pretty much crashed the helicopter and pushed them out and they were, they were able to land moderately safely from the helicopter crash from that bubble gum that cushioned the fall. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he ends it all. Uh, Conrad and mm -hmm. they are able to escape home free. Jenny uh, becomes the new owner of the company and head of the company and ends up rebuilding Jaime's family's house and, you know, giving them money and they uh, start to get together a little bit. That pretty much wrapped up the movie. And we didn't really talk about the father that much. Um, so uh, no. the niece's father. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, he used to be kind of like Blue Beetle before Blue Beetle. Almost like a Batman. I, that. I wish they had some like they did like some yeah, a little quick throwback video or something, but they didn't. No. Um, and in the movie, she does say that her father just left one day and never came back. So she thought that, you know, he just left her. But we do get a tease at the end of the film, you know, kind of like a mid credit scene right. where he's, he's sending a message um I'm not sure where the message is being sent, but he said it was sent to the computer. I guess somehow he found out that his computer was turned on or something. Okay. Yeah, but he's in the message he was saying that, you know, he's still around. We can get this message to my daughter. Um, you know, kind of setting up for a sequel. Which mm -hmm. I hope we do get, you know. Shazam got a sequel off of a, you know. Not so great box office. I mean, I think it did better than this, but um, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> and he's riding the Marvel Disney wave, so they don't have to do great. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch about the comics for Blue Beetle, so I'm not sure how important he is to the comics for Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Actually, every time that I've seen Blue Beetle was just in a cartoon, and he was always with um, one other character. I can't remember. Um, so I'm not, I don't know too much about his backstory. Yeah. He's one that I really, well, I knew he existed, but really until I think it was Injustice 2. Oh, that's one thing. I didn't say the fight scenes felt a lot like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like in a good way point, or a bad was, way? I mean, it, it was so much, it was CGI, of course. So, <laughs> and you can tell. Uh, so it kind of felt like I was watching a finishing move. Uh, at one point, I think he said, get over here. Like, it felt very cartoon like. Um, yeah, but I didn't feel like it was that, like, you know how DC superheroes, like, they're all so overpowered, like, Mm -hmm. they just seem so rubbery, and, like, it just seems like a cartoon, like Wonder Mm -hmm. Woman, Superman, um, sometimes, I guess, Green Lantern. It didn't feel that level of cartoonish. No, it just... No, but you could tell from like I mean, the whole suit is CGI, but it just the tint changed. It was like a like a good PS Five cutscene. It was a good attempt. I mean, I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, but I don't even think they were like in in green screen. That was like all computer. <laughs> well, judging on how much money they spent. I think they spent the money pretty well in the budget. I would agree. Because, I mean, it's only a little over $100 million. I mean, compared to what all these other movies that have failed this year have spent, that's pretty good. True. Like, they're spending over $300 million. Like, come on, what? Are movies just getting more expensive or are just throwing money? Um, but yeah, um, Blue Beetle is a pretty interesting character. I think the first time I saw him was in, I think it was Young Justice. Do you remember that cartoon series? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he might have been, he might have been in maybe like a uh, a Batman series. I can't remember. But um. Yeah. Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm. That's what he was in. It came out a while ago. <laughs> oh, he came in Smallville. Oh. As himself? As as uh like the, like the ABC show? Yeah. Oh. I always kind of feel like that show was kind of boring. Yeah, I never got into it. I tried. But I never really tried to really watch it. I mean, like, I, I kind of watched it here and there, but not really. I mean, it's clearly on a CW budget. Um, mm-hmm. Just terrible. But um, not saying the show's terrible, but like 
the way how it looked almost kind of had like that cloudy type of filter to how they filmed it. Like it, it looks really old. <laughs> Never really cared for that show. Yeah, Young Justice was the one that I first saw him in. But it has the character has shown up in some other things. But this is the first one that has been um, you know, like the big screen. I feel like I really only saw Blue Beetle in the video games. Like I'm thinking about why am I just relating him so much to to Injustice Mortal Combat. I think that's really where my information of him comes from. Yeah, he was in Injustice 2, that right. video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I watched those cutscenes like a movie. So it's kind of really <laughs> my main reference for him. I actually just watched the uh, most recent Mortal Kombat cutscenes, the whole movie. Okay. They literally put everything on YouTube. Like, this, oh. unless you really want to play the game, you know, you really don't need to buy it. No. Nah. <laughs> Well, while I buy it, it'd be bad when I can just watch it and then watch someone else do it and be good. I mean, I understand buying the game because, you know, you want to have fun with it. But if you're not really going to have fun with it, like it's not a game that you're really into, that you want to keep going back to, then no, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. And I have 11. I haven't played that in a while, but... um. Hmm. Yeah, Blue Beetle. I I did enjoy this film. Um, I don't think I have too many issues with it. But um, I would say definitely go out there and watch it. I mean, it seems like not a lot of people have watched it. I think anyone who watches it would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Now, speaking on, you know, whether they're going to do a sequel, it doesn't seem like that's in the plans from what they have um, Hmm. put out there. As far as, you know, upcoming films, you know, you got the Aquaman movie coming out later this oh, yes. year. Nothing, nothing announced. No. Um, Joker, Folly, I do. Next October. Um, Superman Legacy, which I think James Gunn is doing this personally himself. Hmm. Which in 2025... <laughs> You know, it'll be over 10 years since we had that last Superman movie. Actually, it's been 10 years this year. 10 years? Yeah, that, um, uh, what was it called? Um, Man of Steel came out in 2013. Wow. I guess a lot has happened. Time flies. Uh, The Batman 2, 2025. Wonder Woman 3. Uh, I guess up in the air. Nobody knows. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Like a lot of these, I'm not very interested in. Like what, what they have coming out. So I. Yeah, I mean, I'm already not a huge DC person, but also, it's it's hard to. I don't know. It's hard to get invested in in them with so much in Marvel happening and already done, and that that universe continuing. Jumping on another one is just seems taxing. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you are coming in at the end, yeah. But they they just seem like they want to connect sometimes, and other times they don't. Um, I think James Gunn has definitely received a lot of criticism recently on you know what direction they're going into uh, the failure of the most recent films, and I think this film might be the first film under his watch, like the first official film, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. All those other ones were under a previous regime. Uh, still didn't make a lot of money, but um, what yeah. a good guy. A good show. Yeah. They got to start somewhere. Um, they just keep starting over. It's it's exhausting. Reboot at the reboot. Then you got the Joker series at the same time, but he's not the main Joker. Along with the Batman. Right. <laughs> uh, they're better off just making movies that are just separate. Just leave them separate. And if they want to team up at some point, let them team up. But they don't have to be in a whole universe. I think they work better that way. Because mm. I think if they took that approach, you know, just, you know, make these movies um, with these own separate characters. And then if they see that these characters are getting a, you know, big following in the films, mm-hmm. you know, make a team up movie. Yeah, I think that's that's how it should be. Organic, not with a plan in place. And one movie doesn't do great, but that was a plan. So you got to put them in the group movie. Let's just reward those who do good. Yeah, because things happen. Like, uh, what's her name? Amber Heard, because I think she's in this uh, Aquaman mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> when they said that they were going to try to cut her out. But I guess it was too late. That's probably not going to be good for the box office. <laughs> oh, man. They they just can't get it right. Yeah, they haven't cracked the code yet, they're, but they're banking on James Gunn. I mean, I like what he did with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, The Suicide Squad, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's good at making movies. But I'm not sure about building a whole universe. We we haven't seen that yet. Hmm. But um, let's go ahead and give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Blue Beetle? I actually rate this a low banger. I mean, even all the, the cliches, the graphics at some point, um, you know, not being the best, I still thought it was really enjoyable. It felt like Spy Kids in some places. It's, it felt like, you know, very familiar movies. So I did enjoy that. And like I said at the beginning, I really I really enjoyed the family atmosphere in this movie. More so than even Shazam, it was a little different because it wasn't the kids. Um, so it was good. I was I was I was touched when the grandfather died. I was very shocked. Um yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. 
Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it too. Um, that fa- the <clears throat> the family element definitely took it over the top for me because um, they were all about family sticking together, always being there for one another, picking each other up. Um, and George Lopez, he had a moment where he talked about how um, their father helped them get across the border mm-hmm. and helped them stay across the border, you know, continually working his behind off and just, you know, never letting up. And uh, I thought that that was a pretty good scene. And just what they talked about with staying together and being family. Um, but yeah, I think this one is definitely a must watch. I definitely think it's one of DC's better films all around. Um, I would agree. And I hope it does do, I guess, get some legs and uh, make more money because, man, that's not good at all. 125. Because, you know, they have to make at least double to break even. Double the amount that they spent. And uh, it's barely over the amount that they spent. So, after losing millions and millions of dollars, they're going to lose more millions. Warner Brothers. Hopefully, Barbie makes up for that. (laughs) It all shakes out in the wash. I'm not sure that many. Yeah, I'm sure they came out with some other films that flopped too. Um, but any other thoughts about Blue Beetle? No, it was good. It was a good origin story, good family story, and I'm excited to see what they what else could they, they could do. Yeah, um, and I I meant to say mine. Um, I'm gonna give it a little banger as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited to see what they're gonna do next. And hopefully we do get another one because there was a sort of cliffhanger there. Um, but I think that does it for us at any reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.